0: is up, America. This is the Ramsey Show, broadcasting from the pods, moving and storage studios here in Nashville, Tennessee. This is where America hangs out to have a conversation about your money, your life, your relationships, your mental health, your work, all of it. Whatever's going on in your life, we're here for you. 888-825-5225. I'm John Deloney, joined here by my good friend, George Camel, and we're taking your calls. It's a toll-free call money, life, anything you got going on, 888 5225 Let's go out to Jessica in Huntsville, Alabama. What's up, Jessica?
1: Hey, Georgia and John. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Um, Are you calling to ask us who you th-
0: who we think is going to win this weekend between Alabama and UT? It's going to probably be UT, but go, um, but go ahead.
1: We already know who's going to win, actually. It's going to get do. Alabama.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. I see what we're doing here. All okay. right, so, so what's on ball? It's
1: where you <laughs> throw a ball back and forth.
2: Jessica
0: gets me. She gets me. She really gets me. George has no idea what we're talking about. Literally, I was
2: we're like, I can't believe football. John knows that. That's so cool. He knows when the big game's happening. <laughs> and by the way, what's the um, big game? I'm excited
1: for the first episode of Man to come out.
2: Yes. This is when John uh, coaches me up and shows me how to change oil on my Tesla. Oh, yeah. We've talked exactly. about the
0: idea of having a show where I teach George how to do things that most men already know how to do. And I, sh- and I show John how to get past his insecurities. Which are strong to quite strong. Yes, that that's going to be
2: a great, exactly. huge, huge success. How can we actually be helpful today, Jessica? <laughs> so yeah.
1: So speaking of Teslas, I'd like you guys to settle a marital discussion. Yes. Um. So we were we are going to make two hundred thousand dollars this year, um, and probably more next year. We're on baby step two, and we have two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in student loan debt.
0: Are you a doctor? Um. No. Other-
1: We're both masters and doctorate trained nurses.
2: Okay. Very Um, cool.
1: Yeah. So, um, and then we have our cars. They're both paid off worth probably 80 to 90, both total. Um, So, and one is a Tesla. So, should we sell our cars? (laughs)
2: Uh, Okay. So, I mean, on a financial, like on paper, there's nothing wrong with you guys having $90,000 worth of cars when you make two hundred and it's paid for. And so selling one yeah. of these cars doesn't free up a payment. It will accelerate your debt-free journey, but there's yeah. no reason you guys can't be debt-free within two or three years completely, even with this level of okay. debt. So the question yeah. is that's, how... That's the goal. If you want to sell one because you're like, well, you don't really... Need it? We don't love this car. Obviously, you're going to sell the non-Tesla vehicle. I am. <laughs> Jessica, if, listen. I
1: know but, uh, my husband probably is like, "Why are you calling them right
0: now?" No, listen. Um, as somebody <laughs> who's sitting next to George, and I have a regular self-esteem, I would sell both of these cars. Um, that's just me. I would sell.
1: I knew be like that.
0: I'd sell both of the cars. I would buy two ten thousand dollars cars, and I would take the sixty to seventy thousand dollars and knock this debt out. Y'all make too much money to be this broke for the next three years. There's no reason to do it. And you are faking pseudo fantasy happiness by driving to work every day. And, dude, I would buy a Tesla tomorrow if I could afford one. I love them. I love them. I'm literally jealous of George's car. No kidding. Um, but I, I, I'm not there yet. And so I'm not going to live in a fantasy world. While well, I'm not going to drive a... $75,000 car when I still have a mortgage and just not going to do it. And so I would sell both the cars um, and buy two Corollas and let that be the gas, the jet engine fuel that you need to get yourself out of debt. That's what I would do. Okay. George would not yeah. do that.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I, I think to, to John's point on paper, we're not going to yell at you and say, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. I just think it's going to be a lot harder to pay off $225,000 in debt in two years, even making two hundred, if there's not some level of sacrifice.
0: Yeah. They, um, we don't talk about this enough, George and Jessica. It's hard. Um, th- there's an old adage in boxing, which is it's hard when you've had your big payday, when you're a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, mm-hmm. it's really hard to get up at 5 a.m. and go for a run and jump rope and then go to the gym and get punched in the face because you have a million dollars in your bank account it is very hard to get Gazelle Intense and pay off $200,000 worth of debt when you're cruising in a Tesla. It just is. It's really easy when you're driving uh, my 06 Tundra that I love with all my heart, and she is, I'm duct taping her together at this point. It's really easy for me to get that mortgage paid off, right? To to grind and grind and grind because I'm tired of driving this car. See what I'm saying? Yes, I get it.
1: Um, And that's why... Another reason I think the thousand dollar emergency fund is so important too because it makes yeah, you yeah, sweat. And that's all you're working with. Yeah, it makes are, you sweat a
2: little bit. Are you guys down to a thousand dollars in the emergency fund? Are you really doing this? Mm, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> how much how much money do you guys have?
1: Um we have three thousand dollars probably. Three thousand We do our monthly budget because we're bi weekly paid, so I keep my money. For the next month and then pull it
2: over and there's probably about two to three thousand okay are you my, guys invest- like half now. Not- that's fine are you guys doing any investing uh-huh. right now no okay cool well that should help i mean making 200 the question is how much of that can we throw at the debt and if we can sell one or both cars how much faster is that going to speed up the process how many paychecks of working our tails off uh yeah. would that cover to sell these cars. And so when you put it on paper like that, it changes the conversation with with your husband when you go, oh my gosh, this is seven months of busting our tails and we can propel our journey forward by selling these and there's going to be cars on the other side. They will always sell more Mm -hmm. cars and we will continue to have an amazing income with no debt.
0: George and I talked about that on another show the other day. Um, The more I'm around people who have significant wealth, the more I realize they are spending their money on the single most precious resource on the planet. And that's time. And so if you just do a simple time calculation, what's it going to take? How many months would it take us to pay off Mm
1: $90,000?
0: Those cars are worth nothing. And then you look at those little kids I hear in the background and you say, you know what, (laughs) we're willing to cash out another year of your life living like this paycheck to paycheck, paying off our debts because we really love our fancy
2: cars. It's, it's a no brainer. And you get a cool story to tell your kids, like we used to drive these fancy cars, and we sold them so that we could become debt free. That's right. And they're like, mom, just pass the Cheerios. <laughs> exactly, mom. <Nobody> <laughs>
0: For the Reese's. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. The you, Reese. You, well played. Your your <laughs> your time is not worth the car. And and make no mistake, because people are gonna on the YouTube's are gonna be like, he's gonna sell your. Nah, that's what I'm saying. I'd buy a Tesla tomorrow. I'd buy a nice truck tomorrow. I just have different goals, and my goals involve sleeping really well at night and not worrying about whether mm. we're going to have food and not worried about the next fill in the blank, right? I'd rather not worry about those things. Um, I'd rather buy my time back.
2: Yeah. And also, Teslas are going for insane amounts of money right now, so good time to sell.
0: Uh, <laughs> yes. You're probably going to
2: make enough. more than you, you purchased it for, I'm guessing.
1: Um, mm, about the same, probably. And there we go. 2018 Model 3,
2: yeah. Ooh, sweet. And what's
0: cool about a 2018 I can't tell the difference between that and a two thousand twenty two model. Thirteen, my friend, Robert. Right, or right two thousand thirteen.
2: Gangster. They all Rachel accidentally tried to break into my car the other day and I was like, I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning.
0: <laughs> well, she sleep,
2: had no well, clue sleep. mine was way older. Good hey, times. You
0: gotta be uncomfortable. You gotta be uncomfortable. Get yourselves out of debt. Get yourselves out of debt. We'll be right back. What is up? It's 888 This is The Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined here by George Campbell. Hey, we're celebrating the one-year anniversary of Borrowed Futures launch by premiering the film on YouTube. That is a sentence that didn't exist several years ago, but so here words. we are. We're premiering the film on YouTube on Monday, October 17th at 7 p.m. Central with a watch party. Borrowed future. I said that like I'm 111 years old. I know. They're going to throw a big
2: <laughs> hoo-ha showdown. Buddy. We're going to have
0: a hoot nanny on... Listen, Borrowed Future is our award-winning documentary that uncovers the dark side of the student loan industry. We believe every high schooler and parent of high schoolers should watch this film, and my higher ed colleagues should watch this film as well. So share this with someone you know that needs it. Following the watch party... Uh, throwdown on October 17th. You can view Borrowed Future on YouTube for free on demand. The film is still available on Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV, Google Play, and RamseySolutions.com where you can rent it ad-free. Let's continue to disrupt the toxic student loan industry. Join us Monday night for our Borrowed Future watch party on the YouTubes. You can RSVP on the Ramsey Show's YouTube channel for a reminder all right let's go to michelle in burlington coat factory vermont what's up michelle
1: good how are you
0: good how are you
1: i'm doing good i'm here um <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, big big step. that's awesome. outstanding
0: that's outstanding so what's up
1: yeah okay so i'm on baby step number two and i have three thousand two hundred and twenty two dollars of debt left oh
0: However. you are so close
1: so close, but um, before I started this journey, I agreed to go on a two-week, two-part kind of vacation, and then I also started a new job, so I won't have PT, uh, PTO, so I started with my debt journey, stop paying off the debt, and I have $5,362 in my savings, but every time I look at that ratio, it just kind of kills me that I can't pay it off. So am I doing the right thing?
0: okay so you have you agreed to go on a vacation who'd you agree to go on this vacation with
1: the first week it's a family trip to florida and then the second week it's my friend's bachelorette party which i'm in the wedding
0: okay and combined those vacations are going to cost you about five grand
1: because well, i also wanted to um think about like monthly expenses for the two weeks of work i'll be missing and not getting paid for
0: Ouch. Okay, so all that combined is $5,000. bucks.
1: i am hoping to get another... I'm hoping to get it to 6000 just to be on the safe side.
0: Okay. So, a couple um, of things here. Number one, you, you agreed to this vacation in a family. You agreed to be in, this, in your friend's wedding, and then they laid all these expenses out, and then you got a new job? Yeah. Okay. So, as far as I'm concerned... You got a new job, and that—that that is life outside of vacation. So if, my, if yeah. I had a friend that was going to be in my wedding, and he called and said, dude, I lost my other job. I got laid off. I took a new job. I got no paid time off. Um, I'm not going to be able to come on the week-long blowout we were going to do. I'd be like, oh, that's a bummer, dude. And he would say, I know, man, but I'll be there for the wedding. I'll be there for the rehearsal dinner and all that. And I would be completely fine with that. And if I had a family event planned and my little brother called and said, hey, I got a new job, I'm not going to be able to make it, we got started. I would say, dude, congratulations, on getting a new job. So that's just me. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't have any problem with you reaching out to your family. As an integrity, it's just saying, hey, I got a new job, I don't have time off. Um, and I'm not in a position right now to not get paid. The other side of that is um, every single one of my jobs, including the one I have now, I I live my life with, spe- I've been speaking at places for years. And so I've got things on the calendar four months, six months, sometimes nine months in advance. Every single job I've had, I've come in saying, hey, I've already got these things on the calendar. Is that okay? And every single job I've taken, they have been like, absolutely, no problem. Come on in. So I don't know if you've done that already with your supervisor or sit down and say, Hey, I already had these on the calendar when I took this and I should have brought this up and I didn't. But if you think that would be a safe conversation to have, I would try that too. That way you're not losing that money also.
1: So they do know I had these vacations planned and they're giving me the time off, but since I'm an hourly employee.
0: Oh, they're um, just not paying you for it. Okay. Yeah. They're giving you permission to choose to not get paid for two weeks.
1: Yes, so uh, they're okay. very nice. <laughs>
2: okay, <laughs> how lovely. So, what lovely. is what's the hourly pay?
1: Uh, about twenty five dollars an
2: hour. Okay, and when are these trips happening?
1: Uh, first week of November.
2: Oh, so they're really all perfect. of it. That's back to back.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. So I basically fly out of Florida to Arizona.
2: And you've already bought the flights.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes. Is that part of this five thousand that you said? Like no, how much totally of this is already better. paid for? Yep. Okay.
1: Oh, um the the hotels and the flights.
2: You've already paid for those. Yes. But you're still thinking you're gonna need all that money. Yeah, what are you spending what are you gonna do?
1: Um I don't know, I have five nieces and nephews, so I know I'm gonna wanna like
2: We're not gonna do spoil them when want. we're broke. No, you don't you're broke, honey. Your time is what they want. You don't have the money. They want you to jump around in a pool and throw them around. Someone else can buy them ice cream. Yes. Okay. So if I'm in if I'm in your shoes and all this is paid for, I'm going to be debt free today. Today, and I'm going to figure okay. out how to go spend time
0: with my family without trying to buy their affection.
2: And if you don't have the money, you just tell them, "Sorry, guys, can't go out to eat tonight. You all have fun." And if they go, "Hey, we'll cover your meal. It's no big deal," we go. That's so nice. And you accept the generosity and that's it. And you take a flashlight and you take the kids out and y'all go catch sand crabs
0: that's and up. it will be the adventure of a lifetime. And they won't remember the whirly gig. You bought them for $14, but they will remember the time you got pinched on the finger and you yelled the bad word and you ran around. Like they'll remember those things. Figure that out. Is that cool? Yes. You are broke and you're about to be debt free. Ta-da. What are you doing in Arizona? What do you have to pay for?
1: Um, I going out to dinner. Um, I think whenever we go out, okay, and then there's like a wine tour. Oh, um, so that stuff.
0: I would be it's, as conservative as you possibly can be on that, and I would be really open because these are your ride or dies. These are your friends. You're close to them. Y'all love each other. That y'all are in each other's weddings. I would let them know I am tired of being broke. And I am getting myself out of debt. And so I'm going to come on the trip. I'm going to have dinner. I'm not pitching on the on the appetizer this time I'm drinking water. I'm going to be that I'm going to lame. I know lame. lame. I know. I know. I'll go to the wine tasting. I've already put in 300 bucks for that. I'm going to go to that. That's fine. Um, but we're not, I, I'm going to be smart about this. I'm not going to use this as a time to just go off the rails. Here's why you're broke. You can't
2: afford it, and I know. Like I know, I want to. I know, I I, I want it for you, but you're broke. You're and broke. future Michelle is going to love present Michelle that made <laughs> That's these exactly decisions. Right. Going, oh my gosh, I just got back from the trip, and I'm debt free. Yes, and I've got a new job, and now I can focus on building the emergency fund and living my life and starting to invest and do all these things. And you're not having to carry this debt around for who knows how much longer because we blew it all on the nieces, nephews, and wine tours. Think of future
0: Michelle. Think of present Michelle and future Michelle. Ah, here's a magic line. Choose guilt over resentment every time. Choose the guilt you feel over not buying a bunch of stuff. a bunch of junk for kids that are gonna it's gonna be gone to be thrown away in the next two or three months anyway. Choose the guilt over the resentment of I don't want to hang out with them because I'm broke choose the guilt over telling your friends hey I'm not pitching in on this super atomic ah! I'm not I'm not doing the pedal tavern in downtown
2: Phoenix. that's just a wise decision always
0: always I'm not doing it I don't want to be on a pedal tavern I'm not doing it Um choose guilt over the resentment you're going to feel when you're sweating drinking whatever three yard beers you've got and you're all annoyed that you didn't even want to do this in the first place you're going to resent everybody choose guilt over resentment choose it every time you should tweet that that's good well i didn't come up with it so oh never go. mind there you go. hey this is the ramsey show 888 5225 we'll be right back 825-5225, this is the Ramsey Show. Let's go out to George in Tampa, Florida. What's up, George?
3: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. You got it. What's I up, man? I want to pick your brain about uh, if I'm on baby step two or three. Here's my situation. I have a house that I owe 370000 on. It's works about five seventy five, dollars And uh, we just moved into this house, bought it six months ago. Our electric bill is astronomical. Our, our last electric bill was $600 for the month. So we ended up investing in solar panels. Our solar panel loan is a total $100,000. We pay $326 a month on the solar panel payments. So my question is, should I treat the solar panel payment as just kind of part of if I would normally pay the utility company every month and, and not really consider it a debt and focus more on paying off the house early or should i consider the solar panel payment which again we owe a hundred thousand on as a consumer debt and try to pay that off as quickly as possible
0: it's absolutely a consumer debt okay no six way half dozen ways about it and i I did that wrong but you know what i mean it's not a debt um i would change the word now listen i've I have a, I live out here in the woods in Tennessee. I have a, um, I've had an engineer come out and draw me out where the solar panels would be, what they will cost, how they'll be installed. So it's on my, on my purchase list. I'm a fan of them. Okay. Um, but I think it's honest at this point in the solar panel world, um, to say, use the word investment is a way you're trying to lessen the pain of a hundred thousand dollar consumer debt you just took on. Okay, so I would treat it as a hundred thousand bucks. Yes, it could be saving on your electric bill, great, um, but to look at it as an investment is not the right way to do it. I'd pay it off as soon as possible.
3: Okay, so focus on that before paying off the mortgage.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yes. Let me ask you one more question here. What is the sure. interest on that loan?
3: On the solar panel, it's one point nine nine, and okay. so it's you know our mortgage is four point three seven five. So I'm- my thought was, well, if I pay the house off faster, you know, I could start throwing that at these solar panels. But but what happens if you way, have a
0: paid-for house and you owe $78,000 on your solar panels and you got to sell your house?
3: Well, if we sell our house and we would pay off the solar loan with, you know, we'd pay off that $78,000 from the proceeds of selling the house.
2: What was their pitch when they sold you on a $100,000 solar loan?
3: It uh, wasn't really their pitch. It was it was mine. Like I said, our electric bill was six hundred dollars in one month, and that's you know we have all the insulation, everything. We had an energy audit. Everything was right. Just uh,
2: let me let me the, break this down for you from a break-even analysis sure. standpoint. So your electric yes. bill was high. You know it's obviously summertime, but now we're heading into the winter. So what would you say the average is if you averaged it out over the course of a year? What would your bill be per month?
3: Well, we've been in the house for six months, and the average has been over five hundred dollars.
2: Okay. We haven't had a winter there, though. No. So it's going to go down. I, I hope. <laughs> yeah, the, answer is, the yes. answer
0: is yes. yes. That's how weather so works. So let's say the
2: average is 400 bucks a month over the course of the year. Sure. All right, that's $4,800 mm-hmm. $4, a year. You took out a $100,000 loan with interest. Let's just say 100000 for easy numbers. Divide that by the $4,800 you save a year. It's going to take you 21 years to break even on this purchase.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> Let me ask you again. Is it worth saving the $500, $600 a month if it's going to take 21 years? How old are you, George? 35. You're going to be 56 years old by the time this was a good purchase. And that's right about the time you'll be replacing the solar panels for the And that's new if you still live there. The chances are you're probably going to move in the next decade or so, right? People move all the time.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't know. This will probably be our
2: forever home. Yeah, uh, there's no such thing. With
3: an and the other thing,
2: the house did not increase in value by $100,000, did it? Uh, no. That was rhetorical. Yeah, the answer is no. <laughs>
0: so, hey, listen, don't, don't forget, man. George drives a Tesla. I've got solar panels electric. in my queue. We're all about it. We just we just want to be honest about
2: what we're we're talking. Yeah, I'm not about. I'm not trying to beat you up over this. I just I know oh, no, no, yeah. it's easy to justify these things because you're looking at the electric bill and you're angry, going, "Oh my, God, it's six hundred dollars a month. I'll do anything to not pay this." And by anything, I mean go a hundred thousand dollars into debt to uh, rid myself of this pain. So, all that to say, get rid of this debt as soon as possible. There's no easy way to do it. It's on the house now. We can't just. I wish you, it was the thirty day return window you on could, solar panels. That <laughs> jam, would be amazing. Man can't that but one's, i'm sorry that one's in there i'm sorry you got to pay the price man but just pay it off like a consumer debt then attack the house that's right
0: hey right now is the time of the year when it's make or break when it comes to our goals we're heading into holiday season and let's be real it's hard to stay motivated it's getting colder it's hard to get out of bed it's getting darker you just want to go to bed we all have goals whether it's to find a better job make more money pay off debt build stronger relationships and it can be hard to keep momentum going but here is the good news Coming up in a couple of weeks, we have one of our biggest events, Smart Conference. We're headed to Dallas for a day-long, jam-packed event where you'll get advice from leading experts on money, personal growth, career, mental health, and your marriage. You'll leave with all the knowledge and motivation you need to reach your goals and live the life you want. Join me and the rest of the Ramsey personalities, Dave Ramsey, Ken Coleman, Christina Ellis, Rachel Cruz, even... They're even letting George Campbell speak. We're excited. Got the invite. To get a plan for your money, relationships, personal growth, and career. Join us live in person on October 22nd to get your passes before they sell out. Visit RamseySolutions.com slash events to get your tickets today. All right, let's go to Rebecca in Joplin, Missouri. What's up, Rebecca? Hey, guys. How are you? Partying. How about you?
4: (laughs) I'm hiding from my children in a classroom at their school, if we're being honest, but it's fine.
0: I love this <laughs> <Fantastic>. so <much. laughs> All right, so what's up?
4: Hey, my husband is a family practice doctor. A large hospital system moved us to a rural area um, for him to cover their clinic and their hospital. The clinic was incredibly mismanaged, and as a result, the hospital system went through and closed all of the clinics. Um, so a free place took them over. We've got these benefits with this free place. There is zero employer satisfaction. Um, they He has a 70-minute commute. There's no opportunity for growth. They have told him in writing that we don't care about provider satisfaction. In the meantime, old employer has resurfaced and said, hey, listen, we're so sorry we want you back, but we're kind of hesitant, and they've offered more money, um, but there's a non-compete, and so we're trying to decide what is the wisest choice for our family.
0: What was... Business is closed, business is open, all that kind of stuff. If Dave came to me tomorrow and said, hey, we are having money problems, we're going to have to let you go. And he came and did it with integrity, I would be upset, I'd be sad, I'd be like, man, I didn't know this was so bad, blah, blah, blah. And then if he came back a year later and said, hey, um, I'd like to hire, hire you for a new venture, behind closed doors, he has proven to be himself a person of integrity, and I know he cares about me and my family. And I know business happened in between that, and I'm okay with it. So my question Mm -hmm. is not like, what happened? Why did they have to close but It is, how was the interpersonal relationship? Did they treat, were they honest with you? Did they treat you with dignity? Business happened fine. Did they treat you honestly and with integrity during that transition?
4: They did not. Um, However, there has been a leadership change. And so when they found out that we um, were potentially looking they came back and they said, listen, we have made a mistake. We have egg on our face. We accept responsibility. You know, here's what we're offering. Um, so that has been good. The part of the change is they are offering an increase in the clinic salary, but the hospital salary would decrease by essentially that same amount. So we would be gaining less commute we would be gaining an opportunity for growth but at the expense of he does not have a non-compete currently and he would they absolutely will not negotiate the non-compete is non-negotiable
0: sure well you're gonna have to y'all are gonna have to figure out what's right for your family when it comes to those type of things what i this is the devil you don't know with the devil you do the devil you do know is your employer looked at you and said i don't care how much your life sucks we're gonna make our money and if my employer does that i am out on the first train out i'm out of there man because my my marriage and my life isn't worth that job and so sounds like it's a good deal and yes it's going to come with some with some sticky points to it but that's what i would do trust your gut on that one. yeah we'll be right back scripture of the day is Proverbs 15.1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The great Viktor Frankl says, the one thing you can't take away from me is the way I choose to respond to what you do to me. That I think is the single most important message in the world
2: today. There's not many quotes that I would consider a life-changing quote, yes. transformational. You choose who hurts you. The one
0: thing you can't take away from me is the way I choose to respond to what you do to me.
2: That makes you invincible.
0: It, it literally is a superpower. The ability to be calm when somebody else is angry in your presence. The ability to walk away and say, I'm worth more than this. The ability to say, I want to be in a relationship with you, um, but I refuse to be belittled like this. I refuse to work at a place that treats me like this. I'm going to pursue other opportunities. The one thing you can't take away from me. You can take away my livelihood. You can take away my life. You can take away my family. You can take away everything you cannot take from me the way I choose to respond to what you do to me. Powerful, powerful words from the great Victor Frankel. Love it. All right, let's go out to Jessica in Cincinnati, Ohio. What's up, Jessica?
1: Hey there. Um, thank you so much for taking
0: my call. Absolutely. Um, Thanks for calling.
1: I'm currently on baby step two and I'm in the process of taking care of some pretty decently large consumer debt that I had accrued while I struggled with some depression in the last couple of years. Um, but my issue is that with making some of the necessary sacrifices that I've had to make, I've gotten a lot of flack from some friends and family for saying no to going out, and then they'll offer to pay for me just so I do get out. So how do I start to assert those boundaries? Because it makes me really uncomfortable when they offer to pay.
0: Yeah, you two two ways forward. Okay, number one, coming out of a depression, a depressive season, and getting well. You ha- That's an agreement with your body that we're going to feel this discomfort and we're going to head into it, not away from it, okay? So mm-hmm. saying no, saying I can't make it and having somebody say, I want you here so bad because we like you that I'll just grab your the cost of your meal and that shame, that discomfort, that I'm not worth it, I'm not enough, they're just pitying me. Those are feelings that we are going to for the first time. We're going to feel them actually. We may write them mm-hmm. down. We may look at them and demand evidence from them. Am I? Are they really asking me to come out and pay for my meal because they pity me? Are they really just feel sorry for me? Or am I their friend and they see that their friend, like, so what, dude? I'm just going to grab your meal. I'd much rather have you hang out than have $20 burning a hole in my wallet. And so the first thing is you're going to have to begin to feel those feelings, discomfort, that's the key to getting healthy, okay? Walking through little mm-hmm. tiny steps through those feelings. The second thing is, You're going to have to make peace with missing some things sometimes and not being so prideful that you skip out on friendships just because you don't want to have their help. See what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: I think it's worth going out sometimes and letting them grab your food for you. And by the way, when when I had a friend who was struggling deeply with depression, you know what I felt most of the time? Completely helpless. And being Mm -hmm. able to grab dinner was like something I could do. And so even if you don't like the idea of somebody paying for your dinner or grabbing your movie ticket, think of it as a gift to your friend. I'm helping them out yeah. by letting them help me. You know what I mean? Cause it gives them something to do cause they love you and they want to be a part of your recovery. They just don't know how to do it. They don't, they don't have the training or the professional, whatever. They can give you 20 bucks to, to grab some fajitas and some nachos. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, and, and for the friendships, I think that makes, a lot of sense, but I do come from a family of like we give you a gift and then we use it against
0: you there later. You yes, the weaponized so generosity. I, yeah. Okay, so
1: exactly. I want so you how to how
0: do put I deal with that, put this in your back pocket. The things we did to keep ourselves safe and alive when we were younger become the things that destroy the relationships our relationships as adults. Mm. So as a kid, yeah. you knew that extra ice cream was going to come with some garbage attached to it. You knew when dad called and said, you can borrow a hundred bucks for fill in the blank. That was going to come with some heavy, heavy costs. And so you learn to shut that down. You learn to say, no, I'll do this by myself. I'm going to be a lone ranger through the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And then your body said, we can't live like this. That's depression. Mm
3: -hmm. And now
0: practicing relationships moving forward is you unlearning the things that kept you alive when you were a kid are now the things that are hurting you. So we're going to practice letting George buy me dinner. Because I know George mm-hmm. isn't going to, you know, if George proves over time that he is just using me or he expects something in return, cool. I learned something about my friendship with George. I learned something about George. So I'm, I'm going to quit, right? So I'm not going to over-moralize it. I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not going to feel shame over it. I learned something about George. He didn't tell me the truth. Cool. I'm just not going to take uh, food from him next time. I'm not going to let him pay for my concert ticket next time. Awesome. Sure. That makes sense?
1: Yeah. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. And, yeah, so- and I feel like I'm not the only one that struggles with
0: that. In no! Baby too, because you do. Every, yeah. Everyone <laughs> does. Yeah, everyone does. We were, George and I were just yeah. talking about this off air, um, that it's hard to take something from somebody when we all have that friend who's like, um, last year I gave you $4.28 at Wendy's and you owe me 4 Gosh, who likes you know what I mean? The worst impression of me ever. <laughs> I'm not saying that was George, but that's for sure, George. Um, that's why I love Venmo, right? We can just settle it right now. We can all move on with our lives. Um, exactly there's something right. about practicing those relational needs that we have as young adults and into adulthood that are completely mm-hmm. opposite to what we needed to do to survive when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you yeah. deserve yeah. friends and relationships, and in fact. If you're healing from depression, a powerful, strong, loving community that walks alongside you is the cornerstone of getting well. Okay. Mm, Yeah. You're worth that. Is that cool? Yes. Thank you so much. Let them pay for your dinner and, and on those other nights that you just can't get out of bed, feel free to say no. That's cool. Or tell them they can grab tacos and show up at your house. That'd be fantastic. All right. Let's take one more. Let's go to Chris in Oakland. Hey, Chris, we're right up against the clock. So get right to your question. Okay. Hey, how you do how you guys doing fellas? I'll keep it quick for you guys. So I start my new job uh, next Monday
3: and I have I ran the numbers and I need to pay off student I want to pay off my student loan debt and I ran the numbers and it should be I should be debt free in about sixteen sixteen and a half months. But I do have a quick question. So I have a traditional IRA no, that I got no, from my old no,
0: don't do it. Don't do it. Don't don't do
2: what? Don't cash it out. Oh, wow. You knew what I was going to say. Huh? <laughs> Don't do it, man. Anytime someone says, I got a pile of debt, and so I have this uh, a retirement account Don't over do here. Don't do it.
0: Don't do it. Okay. Do not do it. Okay. No. Get a second job. Get a third job. Work 20 hours a day, and I'm, I'm a maniac about sleep as the cornerstone of physical and mental health. Work really hard. Do whatever you got to do. Do not cash that thing out.
2: There's fees. Okay. There's penalties, and on top of that, you're robbing from your future self. And that is never oh, wait, worth it. Perfect. So, just future, future Chris income. will be pissed. Yeah. If you have non-retirement, <laughs> you can cash that kind of stuff out. But if you've got IRAs, 401ks, don't touch it. Use your future income. I lo- what it does tell me is that you're gazelle intense. You want to do whatever it takes to get out of this debt. And that might mean I'm going to cut stuff in my budget, cut expenses, cut subscriptions, do some side hustles, get a raise, get a second job. And those things are all great because they don't rob you from your future.
0: Got you. What's Go your What's your new <laughs> job, Chris? Oh, I'm, I'm
3: going to be working as a lab assistant at a uh, Stanford Hospital.
0: Oh, that shabby place, huh? Man, that we old dump. <laughs> <laughs> we all have to. Cu- we all have to just take one for the team every once in a while. Good grief! Okay. Lab assistant at Stanford. Just Hospital. make it a
2: monthly challenge. Go, all right. I'm at 16 months of debt payoff. How can I shave that down to 15 or 14? And so I love the idea of making a challenge of how much extra income can I bring? How much? How little can I live on during this time to make it make the sacrifices painless as possible? And you're going to get there, man. 16 months ain't that bad. All
3: right, that sounds good. Thank you guys so much for your help. Absolutely excellent.
0: Always think about future, Chris. That's what that's what adults do. It's the do. theme of the day. That's exactly right. Um, George, I remember paying off consumer debt. The temptation to cut corners is so great. Oh. It's we love so a good shortcut. Great. It's the
2: American way, George. Ah, it's so great. It's why we invented the drive-thru <laughs> and fast
0: food. We don't even have to we don't have to kill a cow ourselves. That's right. Hey, I want to thank Jenna, Will, AJ even Andrew and especially Bobby back there thank you George and thank you America for listening to the Ramsey show we will be back soon take care Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to ramseysolutions.com slash show.
2: Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast, we've got more where that came from. As you know, at Ramsey, we're always looking to protect our listeners from scummy companies, slick marketing, and money myths. I'm George Camel, host of The Fine Print, where I do the research for you to help you rise above the system that's designed to keep you broke and in debt so that you can become confident in your money choices. Check out The Fine Print wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show.